Hi, it's Mickey Dolans here. You're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Hello, it is 1019. Today is the 26th of April. I'm going to meet up with Darla Day. Darla Day. Um, I met at the Rainbow a couple of months, a few months back with Yachtly Crew. Uh, it was a TKO event, and I met her and uh, the other guy's name is, I think, uh, Keenan. Or I'll, 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 check, I'll check my records, but I had this extraordinary conversation with the two of them, and just, just big time diving deep into synchronicities and all kinds of astounding cosmic information. And uh, it was during that time that I came to the revelation that I realized, like, holy cow, this familiarity I feel with you all is the key. It is the, um, the, um, what do you call it? The, uh, the trip switch, is that what you'd call it? That's the, that's the sign to us that we have in fact found our fellow starseeds. We have found those souls that we have previously made soul contracts with. As it's been said by Dolores Cannon, we make these soul contracts before we come into this life. Um, we choose our family, we choose all this stuff. Mary Milhone told me that her son, who's 10 years old, talks with his little friends about their past lives all the time. No problemo. And in fact, he told her, he said, Mom, there were 20 different moms I could have chosen, and I chose you. It's so interesting, isn't it, when you think about that? The kid remembers that from, his, from before entering the human condition. This kid remembers this from up, up, in the, uh, up in the ether, so to speak. So I had this extraordinary conversation with Darla and this other fella. I'll get his name. I'll get his name. Um, I'll have it by, by the end of this, this podcast because I'm going to interview her. And um, just a phenomenal spirit. And as I'm walking up to the subway here, I'm noticing these, these buildings that just are, are torn down. They're scraped up. They're, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm noticing buildings that have been set on fire around this neighborhood. And, you know, what, what, what could be these motivations behind this? There's that moment in someone's brain where they decide, okay, I can either leave that business alone or I could decide to just burn that down, no problem. And it's very strange to think that there's something between not doing it and doing it that happens that makes them decide, hey, you know what? I'm co-signing on this. I'm making this agreement. This is something we're going to do. I just walked past another, so I walked past one business that was burned down. And then I walked past this apartment complex that had like a bunch of like caution tape out in front. And... Um, it looked like someone tried to burn these garage doors that were out there. And so it's just very puzzling just to think, like, why? Why? What, what is that motivation? Look right. at this guy. The anointed one. <laughs> of course you're out here, dude. I was just, I, I'm talking to my podcast on my way well, down to the subway to um, talk to another enlightened person. So, of course, I run into you on my way there, dude. That's oh, my so God, right. dude. You know, it's the people that you feel... A familiarity with that seem to just pop up out of nowhere when you're on your way 
you know, either talking about another person that you've, because I was just talking on here about how this girl that I'm going to go uh, interview, when I first met her and her friend, at that moment, like, we had such a familiarity, like, who knows how many past lives we've known each other in, you know, who knows what kind of soul contracts we made. And, and, and us recognizing this right now is that little moment that we placed in our brains before we made that agreement in the human condition going, okay, when you meet each other, you're going to absolutely know that you made the soul contract. You're supposed to be working together. And the way that that happens is that familiarity is the, the way that those synchronicities flow. And, um, and so, of course, you pop up because that's how I feel when I met you. Oh, thank you. So now here you are. <laughs> All right. Get going. Take, take care. Um, gosh, that was great. That's Rue, the anointed Rue. He, uh, he lives in my building, actually. And uh, just amazing, just amazing, of course. I, and, this, and it's funny because earlier today, I got a text from my buddy Alan, who, um, Alan Panicle, who I've seen evolve through the years as an artist. Now he's traveling all over to these different comic book conventions and, you know, setting up his, 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 uh, shop in art, what they call artists, artists alley. Um, and he's selling his own art. He used to, he used to start with, he used to do fan art and people loved it. And then he started doing his own stuff and people love that as well. And I'm just so proud of this guy. He's got prints. He's got all kinds of, he's got stuff on, on metal cut things and, uh, magnets, all kinds of cool stuff, mouse pads. And, uh, Oh man, just so proud of him. And of course, and so when, when he contacted me, I'm like, oh, of course he popped up out of the woodwork because those highly vibrational people, you know, when things are going well for me, those others that I see my reflection in, I end up seeing how it's trickling down the line and how great things are happening for them as well. It's like the things that things are happening for them and me simultaneously at the same time. And, uh, and then we, you know, we wash that news upon each other's shores to remind one another that, hey, we're all connected, man. All right, I'm going to go down into the uh, subway now. And uh, we shall talk more later. Thanks for listening to Inspirato Projecto. And then it was like everything. It was like you know whoever gets through the line first. You just call, call, call. It's oh, different yeah. now. You remember? Oh, it's different now. It's different now. It's way more organized. I remember that Wild West, and you had to like just call, keep call, call, line, call, and call, there was a whole call, bunch call, of things on oh, there. Oh my god! So it take forever to get through. So when I landed this one, it was like amazing. Plus, it was like a, a multiple day shoot because it was like out in Paramount Paramount Ranch. Mm. And um, it was like, there's a fitting and this and that. So one of the hosts, one of the robot people. And um, yeah, so I guess I'll start from that moment again. Uh, yeah, so Christopher Nolan made an announcement. And you said, you, th- th- then, hold on, just to, just, to, yeah. uh, just to clarify this in my brain. When you did the Westworld thing, it, it was still during the wild, wild west? <laughs> yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Of central casting? Yeah, totally. So I it was it. like... During the Wild like West, jackpot. you are gonna, about to work on and Westworld. And also it was exciting because it was an overnight shoot, so then you get paid more. And, I love it. Oh, that's cool. cool. And it's like a bonding experience with everyone. It's like oh, all yeah. of a sudden there's no stars, there's no background people. We're all just people waiting to get the fuck out of there. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And everybody just gets, you know, kind of like 
bonded down to that simple level. Especially when you're tired <laughs> and you get slap happy and you're like, you know, once you get in that mode of slap happy, yeah. you just, all bets are off. Like the absurdity just starts flying. Like I remember this, oh, there was another girl, what was her name? She was one of the stars on the show and I remember she was wearing a yellow dress in the season finale, uh, African-American lady. She was so nice. And she came up to me out of nowhere, and she was like, "You look was so pretty in that." Was she the one with all the different that. lives? Yeah. That they kept switching to. Oh. She was like, "You look so pretty in that," and I was like, "Thank you." Like we were just two girls, you know, dr- playing dress up. She was like so nice. And then, um, okay, so yeah, so that night, the last minute, they were like, "Okay, we need a bartender," and all the all the extras were like, cowering down. I was like, "Oh me, me, oh god me," because I am a bartender. And so, you know, they, they put me behind the little little area, and, like, Ed Harris is there. Christopher Nolan comes up, and he was, like... He in was, the like, saloon with that player piano? The, the... It was, like, right outside. It's, like, an outdoor scene, like, oh. where Anthony Hopkins makes that speech. Oh, oh, that, oh, that one. Yeah. And, it, yeah, it was that scene. So, Ed Harris, like, had just gotten shot, and he shared his process with me. He was, like, all right, so I'm going to come up. You're going to... You're gonna slide me the drink, and he was like, he grabbed it with one hand. He was like, no, no, wait, I just got shot in the last scene. I can't. Okay, so I'm gonna go like this, and I'm gonna grab it with this hand, and I'm injured. And he's like telling me his process, and I was like, this is so cool. I love it. And just he's for taking Nolan you through each moment yeah. by moment. And he was like out loud. I was like, this is so cool. And I was like, all right, cool. So if I do it like this, is that cool? And he was like, yeah. And then Christopher Nolan comes up. He was like, hello, dear. Like, what's your name? The fact that you had Christopher Nolan. Yeah, I know. He's really nice. I was like, my name is Darla. Um, And then he was like, I'm Christopher Nolan. I was like, I know. (laughs) Nice to meet you. And he was like, all right, dear, this is what we're going to do. You're going to just stand from here to here. Don't go outside of this line, this line, this line, or this line. Um, You're just going to do what any, you know, bartender would do. I trust you. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll just keep, you know, shining the glass and, like, you know, doing this and that. And. Um, and then he's like, the, the camera's going to come back this way, and then it's going to come closer, and you just stay, you know, within those perimeters. Um, and then, you know, and then there was, like, the next part was when Anthony Hopkins, he says something special in the speech, and then all the hosts have to freeze because we're really robots, and that's, like, a signal to the... And he like, was like an embedded command. Yeah, and he right. was like, just remember at this part when he says this, whatever you're doing, please stop what you're doing and look over at him. So it was like, I had like a real, I had like a real thing to do. Incredible. Incredible. I had like people like texting me, calling me like, hey, was that you on on Westworld? I was like, yeah. They were like, was that like, did you audition for that? I was like, no. It's incredible. (laughs) It was just like right place, right time. It was like the most like fruitful experience. I've ever, yeah, so that was really cool. Incredible. (laughs) Yeah. And that was how many days? It was a two day shoot. And it was yeah. the same scene? It was like the whole the like the whole latter half, like all the all the western outdoor scenes. Um of the of the season finale. Yeah. So Oh my god. Oh yeah, my and then, god. And it was crazy because when the, there was the Malibu fires later that year, I was like, Oh my god, and Paramount Ranch, like most of it burned down. I was like Wow, I felt a little, you know. And you were like, I, I felt was what there. they felt. Yeah, what, yeah, what people who work there regularly probably felt like, but they probably felt worse about it. But yeah, it's amazing what the the actors they had a whole town. Through. The whole town was all set up out there, wasn't it? Oh yeah, totally. It's like a whole town. <laughs> How the heck does it? You know, it's such a confusing thing when you hear about these fires. Mm-hmm. You go, and like you can't do anything about it. What other things did you work on? 
um, New Girl, mm. and what's that show called? It's called Love or something. Uh, what did you do? What did you do? In New Girl, I was on the plane in one of the season finales when Schmidt and the girl get married, and like Schmidt's stuck on the plane. So I got to see Schmitty. I forget. Oh, it's so bad I don't remember his real name in real life. Great actor. Um, so I got to see him in real life do his process. It's so crazy when they like they have to do a scene with like and they're on the phone. It's like they're pretty much just like talking to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like not embarrassed. They're not like they don't feel weird about it or anything. <laughs> so was that were those your first uh, uh, encounters with acting? Mm-hmm. Really? Pretty much. Yeah. That is cool. Oh, thank so you. Whoa. So that must have been <laughs> astonishing for you to be able to like truly see movie magic at play. Mm-hmm. So from that moment forward, was it was it interesting for you to see movies and TV shows and like have yeah, that in the back of your brain totally. and going, I know what's going on behind the scenes yeah, now. Yeah, totally. Totally. Did that's it affect now? Did, like, now that's when why you see when stuff you said like, like photographic memory and like being on set for continuity, I'm like, how do I do that? How do I get in on that? That would be a really cool job. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, the continuity. But then I realized I don't want to act. Because it's like, it's a lot of, it's yes, it's an artistic form and it's self-expression. But like, for me, coming from a professional ballet background, it's like, I already did that. I already did like self-expression through discipline. Mm. So I needed something more freeing. And so that's why I do music. Because you can just like, you can say what you really want to say in your own way. And just be free in the moment. And kind of like transcend. You better believe it, baby. Oh, yeah. Thank you. That Thank you. Amazing. <laughs> you want some of this? You want some meatloaf? Oh gosh, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm more, I'm more vegan now than, than I. Oh really? Before. Yeah, my sister was my roommate. She recently moved out with her, her fiance, and uh, she's vegan. She's been a vegan for a very long time. And um, living with her, I got to taste these delicious dishes and. So it, I kind of like have been acclimating my taste buds to. I mean, yeah, I. It's hard for me to pass up like a Reese's peanut butter cup or like yeah, or like I love candy, you know. And it's like oh, you know, like this. In fact, this whipped cream probably has milk in it. But I try to like, I don't know. I try I I try to be as as good with it as possible. Yeah. And as a result, I've actually gained an appreciation for fruits and vegetables, which I never liked yes. growing up. Never That's what liked. the taste bud thing did to me because. It said I had to eat like milk products and lots of fruits and vegetables to help bring back the taste. Really? And, like cleanse the body of like the metals or whatever. Mm. And it's working. Not having a single drop of alcohol till I get all my taste buds back. Wow. I realize that tasting life in its purest form is actually more satisfying than I love that. Getting very high. <laughs> Even though that is very fun. I will not stop doing that. But however, <laughs> the, the 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 first thing I said is, if I had to choose, I would choose that. For right, sure. right. Well, it's interesting because. Yeah, it can taste gravy. Mmm. Yeah, it's a good day. You're making some progress there. Mm-hmm. As you're telling me about your ballet, I just had this vision of you being in a band and like <laughs> during the parts where. It's just an instrumental solo or something. You doing this phenomenal ballet, and people are just not expecting it. <laughs> stage, like you're singing, and then all of a sudden, on goes this like awesome musical experience, and you're just up there. And I mean, going, I could just start improving because I do, do, I do do some of that. 
in some of my songs, like the more poetic ones. Like the drunk and unarmed song I said, my friend said the the middle tangent I go on kind of reminds her of like a Jim Morrison thing. Oh. Yeah, so kind of just like, whatever. But uh, yeah, it was my ticket out of a crazy household. Um, and the only way I could really express myself, because I wasn't good at expressing my emotions, like in words or even, you know, most people grow up in a house where you know, if there's abuse, you're not supposed to talk about it. Right, right. You're going to make sure everything looks fine and blah, 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 blah. Um, so, excuse. Uh, oh, yeah, yes. Thank you. Thank you. You dance as a way of escaping mm-hmm. and running away. Isn't it amazing when we think of these times where people who face trauma, like, what's the thing that usually saves them in the end? It's artistic it's expression. Art. Isn't that beautiful? Mm-hmm. Like, it's because... It, uh, they're, it's music. they're enabling it's themselves. Yes, mm-hmm. and they're able to just like leave all of whatever those other responsibilities are. You know, just like whoosh, just shed it and then be mm-hmm. in that particular reality. That's because that side of us is just our our spirits, our pure being, our mm-hmm. our energy mm-hmm. form, mm-hmm. and that's actually the only thing that's that's real. I always say we're not human beings; we're feeling beings. Ooh. People forget mm-hmm. that. Yes. <laughs> yes. And all we do all day long. Oh, what do I feel like eating? What do I feel like listening to? Like, but I do have this new thing after my disaster weekend. I realized, like, so I, I figured out this this thing. Um, I just need to think just one step beyond. Oh, this feels good, <laughs> and like my whole world will change. Mm-hmm. Like. Like, I don't, I shouldn't let my feelings dictate all of my actions. Like, yes, they will dictate your actions, but like, that can be a recipe for disaster if you're always like feeling oriented, you know? Yeah, because those feelings are based on our belief systems, which are based on, you know, and we always hear this buzzword trigger all the time, but it's that classical conditioning thing where it's like, someone says something that they don't even realize at that moment reminds them of something that, like some bully that, that used to say all the time when they're in fifth grade or whatever. Now this person is out here, they're 20 or 30 years old, yeah. and all of a sudden there's a thing that says, what the fuck? You know, and then you want to like beat up this person. It's like, whoa, you know, they're, they're not taking that moment to really go, whoa, what is this, what is this rooted Really in? connected to. Yeah. yeah. And where is really coming from? And it's like, they, you know, as it's been said, we are responsible. We are able to respond how we want. We, That's we how we control what people do to us, is how we respond. Uh-huh. And whether we want to take that on or whether we want to ingest that. And that's a beautiful thing, too. It's like I've learned that I started sharing my, my energy and insights. Oh, yes. Very good. Thank you. I started sharing. Once I realized, I think I saw a TikTok about it. I mean, it's amazing how the most profound information will come to you through TikTok or like Instagram or wherever, mm-hmm. or a table like this, a diner. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things she was talking about, like, give your, like, your energy is a currency. Like, if you mm-hmm. think about the electricity currency, but your yeah. energy is a currency, like value, valuable. And so it's like, what are we, what are we paying, what are we paying for? What are we paying for? What are we willing to, to pay for our energy with? Totally. Okay. Is it, is it, if I'm hanging out with low vibrating people who don't get me, who don't understand or appreciate in a reciprocative manner, yep. um, um, 
my perspectives of the world as much as I appreciate their perspectives of the world and how can we blend these together to make a, 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 a harmonic experience. Mm -hmm. It's like, if I find myself with people like that who are just constantly going, burr, burr, hammering me down, oh my God, that's my own fault because I'm paying energy, I'm paying that currency for that experience. Right. So, so what I've been doing is kind of stopping myself in those moments where, yes, I could speak up, yes, I could say a smart ass thing, yes, I could be very facetious about something that someone just said, and there's that piece of me, there's that where that ego is, where it's like, ooh, oh yeah, Same you know, thing. and then I go, I have those okay, okay, Kurt, okay, hold on a second. Yeah, is it Dude, worth it? What's really going to come out of that? Okay, what is, is that energy that you're about to express worth that pain exactly. and what may come out of that or do you want to just hold this here and redirect your thoughts to something else oh look at that there's a beautiful cloud maybe that's the solution right so Absolutely. in those moments i've realized and what happens with that is when i do come across those like yourself spirits who do it quote get it the floodgates flow the flood all of that energy that i was like not paying there it's like okay all right let's bring down the floodgates because now here's someone who number one can handle it, mm -hmm. but also too aware. reciprocates it. Yeah, right. aware. It's aware of it. Not only are they can they handle it, they've already been surfing in it. <laughs> you know, exactly. and I'm just opening up my waterways to their waterways, and we're like, oh yeah. What you're talking about too is just like manipulating energy and just playing with energy. Like a good example, what my friends love to tell the story at parties. We were at the Soho House, the one downtown, um, and. I don't remember a lot of this because I was pretty drunk, but um, I have a tattoo on my back. It's like a gun shooting hearts. And I wow. have believed in this since I was a little kid. Like, kill them with kindness. Just because obviously, if someone's being shitty, there's something else going on, and I'm very sympathetic to people in pain. And I can see it in all its forms. Mm -hmm. And I'm a healer, so I'm like, okay. So, we're at the bar, so I. And this, I guess this transvestite, this fancy transvestite comes up. <laughs> that, that's what they said. Like, he looked very fancy, like, very rich, very, like, proud of this, Chanel that, whatever. Mm. And I guess he looks at me and my friends and goes, trash. Like, who let you in? You guys are trash. Okay. So then she said what I did is I looked at him. I put him in, a, like, a friendly... <laughs> A friendly headlock, and I and I noogied him. Oh my god! Oh I my said, god! That's oh you! <laughs> no way! No way! That's brilliant. I was like, oh you and oh you, oh you, you get out of here! And he just like, oh my god! I guess they said he looked really stunned, and then like looked confused, and then just like like walked, totally just take walked it back. Away, just oh my god! Away. I love it! I love it! <laughs> You completely diffuse the emotion. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bam. Yeah. I was like, oh, you and your stupid things a you person say like that is because not you're stupid. <laughs> they're not expecting someone to actually stand up. To yeah, them. and they're not seeing the truth. They're seeing right. the physical. They're seeing. They're actually seeing how they measure themselves. Exactly. Exactly. Without exactly. all that fancy stuff, exactly. he thinks he's trash. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we don't have the fancy stuff. And is that interesting? <laughs> it's like, and that's the interesting thing. It's like. Those are the ways that people give, they're giving away, how should I put it? They're giving away the secrets about how they truly feel about themselves. And isn't that torturous yeah. to know that 
this little bit of pollution is let out of their smokestack, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But those people have that all day long, every single moment of every time. They're stuck in that freaking cesspool yeah. of pollution all yeah. the time. And, and they're so feeding it more and more yes. by divulging in that story that they're telling themselves yes. and then spending money to keep that story alive. Yes. And you know <laughs> what? And that, and that takes a hell of a lot of energy and effort uh, to keep yeah. a falsity um, yeah. Fed, you know, as mm -hmm. we've been seeing, a lot of the social constructs are totally crumbling right now because mm -hmm. they, they're tired of, you know, <laughs> they're tired of paying their advertisers for these particular things to enhance the, uh, the the public mind in these particular ways. So it's interesting mm -hmm. because all those things are melting away, melting away, melting away, mm -hmm. and it's so I just keep getting these images of like, no matter what, like okay, you know, we always hear about like the the hierarchy of like. Okay, the controllers are at the top of the pyramid. You know what's so funny though, is all the lies are melting away and the water levels are rising and now guess what? Yeah. They're no longer on top of the pyramid. They're at, mm -hmm. they're at sea level. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas the all these universe other people, has a way of balancing shit out that we have no idea how to. It does, it does. And it's so funny because I, I the, the only news that I get is through whatever Instagram or Twitter is giving me. I'm I'm not yeah, someone who even look, same. looks for it. It it it, it like it, someone it's, just texted it's me. It's like hail that comes out of nowhere. Something in the news recently, and they were like, "Are you following this?" And I was like, "No, why? What happened?" Because I would rather if someone wants to talk about it. Sure. Sure, that's fine. But like, no, I'm not following things specifically. Because like you know, you create your own reality, your own little yes. world, and what you let into it. Is gonna like define the feeling of it. Yes. So I keep my world very like protected in my mental state. Like I don't talk to certain people because I know they might, there might be a tendency that they'll fuck with my head. And I'm like, no, gotta keep it very like, yeah. And it's admirable, admirable. And it's awesome because of that energy. Because like it's I'm in my own little utopia in a, like a 700 square foot apartment. Like, you know? Well, and that's what, <laughs> that's what makes your, that's what makes your spirit so powerful. Mm -hmm. Because you're containing it right here, yeah. it's like this, like whoa, this bright ball of energy. That's because true. you're not letting, you're not letting out the cracks. You're not letting any of that your attention yeah. out to all these other things. You're right. You know, it's interesting because it's like when I'm around people who are just, just all, all they want to talk about is like the surface. You know, mm -hmm. whether it's the sports or whether it's news or whatever. Like who's boxing who, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. Okay, yeah, we can complain as much as we want right now about whatever the news is forcing us to believe right at this point. We can we can we can talk about that, but then what's the end result? We we argue about it, we get flustered, we get angry, we go, ah, shake our fists in the air, but but then what? What what's the end product? Exactly. So going by that rationale. Like you I go, said about currency. You're the, investing this energy currency and then what are you getting out of it? Right. So it's funny because each one of us is is how should I say, um, holding some sort of guiding light, some sort of something in there that, that's bringing us along. Since we're born without no instruction booklet, booklet on how to follow this, what are we immediately bombarded by as a kid? You know, and that our parents don't even realize that they're doing it. They're showing us the TV, they're showing us that they're watching the news in the morning, they're watching news at night. They're, and then guess what? Those people are going to their, their jobs and then they're talking about it around the water cooler and all day long they're talking about all that stuff. Whereas, if they're to shut all that off, hang out with the kids, play with the kids, go out in nature, go out in the parks, and like really learn real true education right there, the things that are right there in front of their own reality experience, mm -hmm. those are the things you can change. Like the, the revelation struck me the other day about climate change, and like the true climate to change 
is this individual climate here, this individual yeah. climate here, this, you know, so what that means is what words is this precipitation bringing along with this spirit, Where what is it bringing along with it? Is, am I a weather or a an, an environment that someone wants to hang out with? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so it's like, totally. you're giving me your environment, totally. I'm traveling through your environment, you're traveling through my environment. As I share myself with you, you share yourself with me. It defines like, the term climate control. It really totally <laughs> does, it totally does. <laughs> Because then, so it starts there. That's the epicenter. That's the I core. I love that. It's going to be my new up. phrase. Oh, I love it. Climate control. Have you seen that movie, I Heart Huckabees? I have. Oh, thank God. I'm so Finally. excited. I'm so excited that they talk about... I've seen it a bajillion times. Like, I'm excited. And uh, 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 Statue of Liberty over here. Uh, and yeah, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> it's like, everything's different, yeah. but the same. Uh, and the submarine over there. And, uh, all connected. Yeah, yes. yeah. The blanket. He's like, I don't want to do the blanket right now. <laughs> I love his poem. He's like, he's like, no one sits like this rock sits. You rock, rock. The rock just sits and is. It shows us how to just sit here, and that's what we need. I love, you know what? I love when movies like that have so that true, spirituality though. peeking through, oh, and they're and they're, they're giving too. such education in that movie, and it'll just go. Oh, and it's a go, really oh, what a funny movie. weird movie! Yeah, but they're people, not understanding. People it. don't so much get. Oh, you have to watch it a bajillion times. Like, and especially if you're not on the level, you're not gonna want to watch it. No, no, mm-mm. no. All. It's gonna be so hard. Because you're not going to appreciate. I find it very comforting that movie. It's very comforting. It's very comforting. And I love the fact that you see Jason Schwartzman, who I've always loved since Rush. I love. Me Rush too. Rush. With friends like you, who needs friends? Oh yes, the yes, yes. Says oh that yes, to yes. Oh my God! I listen to that soundtrack over and over and over. I know. And I over love that soundtrack. Oh. I love all the Wes Anderson. Chow chow Oh my God. Oh, you're my people. Oh, it's such a good soundtrack. That whole soundtrack, and then Mark Mother's about prinkle, tinkle, prinkle, tinkle, all those little bleeps and boops. It's so good. Oh my god. I love the Wes Anderson uh, Mm -hmm. soundtracks. I love his movies. Oh my god. And I love seeing that evolution of what he's over and over. Oh my god. There's always something to like. I also like watching it over and over because it's like. It's like, does the, does the movie change? It's like, no, we change. We change! So our perspective of it changes. So we pick up on different things, you know? Like, you can just watch them over and over and over and always get something out of it. Oh my gosh. But that takes an educated viewer to, like, do that. I do that with a lot of things, actually. Like, watch it the first time. Because, you know, no matter what, you're going to be blasted with so much information. The next time you see it... Maybe you're not necessarily focused on the main characters here, but you're kind of like, oh, what's going on in the background over there? Mm-hmm. You know, what? I didn't notice that before. That girl just put that guy in a headlock. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, do you see what's going on in the background? In the bar? <laughs> oh my God, I never saw that before. You know? Yeah, you call that the stunner. I stunned yeah, him. Yeah, you call that stunner. I stunned him. They could be like, like they could be like your wrestling name, the stunner. The stunner. And all you do is you just put him in headlocks and give him the noogies. Yeah, you know, like, just, oh, and you. they're just stunned. <laughs> they're just stunned. Oh my God. <laughs> That was hilarious. Wow. Wes Anderson was so highly evolved. I love watching P.T. Um, I was at P.T. Barn. P.T. Anderson, Paul Thomas Anderson movies, too. Those are good. Like, uh, well, he did Licorice Pizza, uh, Punch Drunk Love, oh, wait, wait, Magnolia. Punch. Oh, Magnolia, yeah, Punch Drunk Love. Oh. He has about three or four okay. other movies I have never seen before. I didn't know the name. That's really he, good to know. He was crazy because I saw Magnolia before I moved out. Thank you. Welcome to you. 
I love this coffee. Yowza. I'm flying on like, I don't know which dimension right now. But um, his movies are just so, so interesting and so packed. And like Licorice Pizza was really cool. There's this whole shot where he's just following this kid running down the sidewalk. And there's a little kid in front of him riding on a bike kind of slowly. I mean, it's, it's a typical, one of those typical situations. You know when, like, you're walking, maybe in a grocery store, you're walking down, you know, you're walking down the, the sidewalk, and this person, you're trying to get around him. Okay? Yeah. But they don't even know it. Like, you're, you're trying you're, to walk yeah. this way, and they just kind of saunter off this way. You go, no, I'm trying to get, like, I'm trying to get around you. I'm trying to get around you. you know? That's and happened so, to me many times, actually. Oh, my actually. God, right? And you're like, what the And you're trying to make it as less confrontational as possible. <laughs> but then you end up doing a dance around their energy because they don't even know what the fuck oh they're doing. Oh, my God, right. They're just, like, just wobbly, like, Ugh. There's no intention. So then yes. you, like... <laughs> And it's so beautiful because that typical situation, so imagine like this, it's panning, it's panning, it's panning, and all these cars are yes. just parked to, this, parked to the stoplight, and the kid is running, he's running, and right in front of him is this really slow kid on a bicycle. So you see him running behind, and he's trying to, and then he goes out to the street, and so he's running on the outside of the cars to try to get past the kid, but then he's got to go back in, but then the kid is still in front of him again, and he's like, you can just tell he's got somewhere to go, yeah. with that kid, and he's trying not to be rude, he just does not want to be rude. Like, kid, please, you just stop, let me just get around you. So he's just kind of dealing with it, and going, I totally, just that one scene, I like, I totally that. sympathize oh with that kid. Oh my god, I love that. Oh my god. So those little kinds of little little situations, those un like those uncanny situations, are going. To, well, it's also like the energy the light workers are aware of like where we could kind of save energy from interacting. So we try to like, you know, Ooh, yeah, I like, that. I like that. Like reserve energy. It's not that you don't. Yes. That's like people sometimes they get so Ooh. offended. They're like, oh, that person didn't acknowledge me. That person didn't make eye contact right. when they're walking by. Well, some people don't have the bandwidth for that. Ooh, that's don't good way take it personally. That's a good way they don't it. know how to give anymore, or maybe right. they're scared. And plus, they don't know what your preferences are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They don't want to offend you, and they don't want any trouble. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's like a dice roll these days. Mm -hmm. That's why I just tell people like on the road, I'll be like, why does everyone take it so personally? There's like a million people on the road with a specific, and it's all important, a specific place to be, right? Mm -hmm. There's how many lanes, there's how many cars, there's how many exits, there's how many destinations. And yet we take it so personally when someone doesn't see us. It's like, maybe you don't feel seen in general in your life. You don't feel seen. It's just, oh, someone cuts you off. Oh, now they're the asshole. It's like, first of all, we're not perfect. We're, not, we're multifaceted creatures, but we're still getting used to how to use all of our senses properly. Like, we're not that good at it. Someone's thinking more about the long term. Obviously, we know we're programmed that way. So, of course, they're not always going to look. They're just trying to get there. Yes. And when people yes. are maxed out, stressed out, as much as they are, especially oh, in a geez. big city, you can't expect them to be so considerate of you. Like, get the fuck over it. Like, it's not personal. People are just trying to get somewhere. And even if it is personal, who gives a fuck? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, everyone's so fucking sensitive, but everyone's so tough about it. It's like, geez, like, just relax. Like, the currency thing. You really gonna waste all your energy on the freeway, and then when you get somewhere, you're all mad and oh. flustered and... And all of that vibe goes into this interaction. When you finally get off the freeway, you finally park and all that, and then it's like... And then they arrive in that and then situation. When you try, like, oh, yeah, you know? and then when you try to tell somebody this who's not on the level, they're like, oh, because you're so perfect. And it's like, it's not about being perfect. It's about... <laughs> 
understanding the way things work yeah. to better your own existence. Oh my God, that is so true. Like this, is so a, true. this isn't a, a competition. Mm-hmm. I'm no. not better than anybody. And the no. fact that you see it that way means I can't even talk to you about this in general. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Like if anything, it should be like, oh fuck, you're right. And I don't even have to be right. But it's like when someone shows you a different way of looking at something, that should be looked at as like a gift, like a tool. Especially when it's something that's coming from an intention of trying to ease their discomfort yeah. from future events of that. Like, yeah. It's like, okay, evidently you don't like what you're telling me right now about what you just experienced. So right. I'm going to offer you maybe a, a couple of keys here so you can kind of not have to or get, deal with that again. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, you're so perfect. And it's, and like, it's like, well, maybe I'm also offering this because I've been there. I've right. been a victim right. most of my life, you know? like, And then I realized, you know what? I don't want to be a victim anymore. Being a victim is overrated. I love it. And you how just do I changed not be your role. A, yeah. You changed your character. Change huh? the story I'm telling myself. That's what Les Brown says. He's like, if you don't like... If you don't like the outcome, you're the producer, you're the star, you mm-hmm. wrote this script. So go back to the drawing board and write a different one. <laughs> I love that you say that because um, one of my favorite teachers, Dolores Cannon, she's, she says that same thing because she, she's, she's learned that information through. It's so true. A, a series called uh, Quantum Healing Hypnosis Technique where oh, she yeah. takes people through past life regressions and stuff. Oh, that's dope. And so all those people, it's the same thing. They're like, you're the director, you're the writer, you're yep. the producer, you're, you know, you are the star of the show. You've yep. made agreements before you, you came in. You can leave whenever you want. And that's where it's clashing with the old, the old generations because like in the 50s it was like, oh, you marry this person, you made a commitment, you gotta stick with it. And it's like, while that's valiant, you also have to be educated about it. Like, are you, are you jumping, are you the captain and now you're jumping ship? Whereas you should maybe stay and try to work it out because a lot of people just jump ship. Or is this like a valid reason to leave and start a new story? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and some people get stuck. They're like, no, I have to be this person because that's, that's, you know, my dedication to like whatever. Story. Yeah, like strictly like, on principle of the story type of thing. Too. Like, yeah, exactly. Even if it's not good for you, you keep acting a certain way out of respect for something that's dead or some generational thing or some heirloom family history. I don't know. So. Well, it's tricky too because it's like those people were taught to do that growing up. Yeah. So it's like it wasn't their fault because they had nothing more. They had nothing uh, as an alternative. Mm-hmm. You know, no one else was out there. It's crazy when you see like how people are like, oh, look, you know, like every maybe 20 years, like whatever the newest generation is like, oh, you old fogies, you know what the hell you're talking about. Well, it's like maybe you don't know what you're talking about because the propaganda machine has taught you to believe that specific right. thing. Just as it taught me to believe this specific right. thing. Just as it taught, maybe nobody I mean, knows, knows what the fuck they're talking about. Right? And maybe everyone knows what the fuck they're right, talking about. Right, right. Well, I mean, I think that's why I appreciate the words and wisdom. Like the, the, the biggest teachers to me, are, and I always say, it's like children, animals, uh, 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 nature. nature, yeah. Those because they're the natural unfolding in the universe. They are just what they are. They are what they are, and there's so much they're to not be conditioned by like man-made things. I mean, as far as like um, ideas, right? Yeah, I mean, right. Probably rules and regulations and buildings and whatever. But like a baby, if it was just simply taught to just keep following its heart and do what it loves doing, 
You know, yeah. and, and, and that baby was was raised in a family that like everybody understood that we are personally responsible for creating our personal reality experience despite yes. whatever the outside is saying. There's yes. plenty of room for all of our reality experiences yes, to exactly. fit together like di Venn diagrams. And it's like, yes, I can see what's going on out there. Yes, I can see how these people are living their lives. But guess what? Those are the choices that they're making, mm -hmm. the things that they're, that's their story that they're writing. It has exactly. nothing to do with my story. Exactly. My story's over here in this book over here in the library. Over exactly. Here. I could see the other books, sure. You know, exactly. It's, like, it's so intriguing when like like if a baby were taught that from 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 the ground up, from the ground up, all the high vibrating things. I mean, really, some are now, now these days. A lot of them yes, a yes. Lot the of star them seeds are, are you know are seeds waking are, up, aren't they? Yeah. because we're coming from a different this is the age yet again, an age of enlightenment. Mm -hmm, you know, where mm -hmm. a lot of people are like really on the same page. And that's what I love about like Instagram. At least the people that I follow and the things that I follow. I see, some people are like, I hate Instagram. It's like, well, tailor your viewing. You can totally. unfollow something. And if you like something, investigate. Yeah. Find more stuff like that. See where that leads you. I mean, I've seen, I've learned a lot of stuff, you know, looking at social media. You can find quotes. People share quotes. People share uplifting ideas I mean it's a great platform you know it's so interesting because it's such a symbolic representation of just like the revelation struck me just like what you're saying tailor fit your viewing experience yeah the revelation struck me when I was on Facebook and I realized long ago I was on Facebook and I go isn't this interesting how like this is sort of an analogy for like just life in general it's like what what comments am I going to respond to or not respond to that other people are doing out there? Yeah. Whose, whose stories am I going to be watching? I mean, really, whose story am I watching? Right. And, and is this something I'm gaining? Am I gaining knowledge out of this? Am I gaining something out of something nutritious that I can take with me and it'll help brighten my day? You know, right. that forward on exactly. to the other earthlings on this planet. You know, exactly. It's and a it's small like, way to make a difference. I mean, people maybe only get like a hundred views on some of my posts, but it's like those hundred people feel inspired now or have a little bit of something and maybe it's going to come out in their day somehow. It's like a domino effect. You yeah. don't know where that idea is going to end up and it wasn't even originally my idea but it's something that I adopted along the way and it's like our duty to keep kind of like putting it out there to kind of counter counteract all the like the negative things going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's incredible because it reminds me of like, you know, like in Star Wars I think is one of the most, mm -hmm. like the original, Luke Skywalker and like it's some of the um, coffee guys yes please well uh, yes please thank you um <laughs> it's awesome because that is an analogy for life they're talking about the force the force you know god yeah the force is not putting its stamp of approval it's putting its stamp of approval on everything and it's like okay the force is what you make it do you want to be the sith or do you want to be the yeah Jedi? it's your choice you know do you want to follow the yin or the yang or and you know? if you're undecided then life will just blow you around it blew me around for like a long time I was undecided. I couldn't pick a side. <laughs> like, I didn't know, like, where I wanted to be or if I wanted to be, you know? When did you first start having revelations or what kind of teachers, what kind of books or, or et cetera, et cetera? What kind, of, what kind of wisdom started going and cracking the shell where you go, oh, 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 and, you know, and you started going, holy cow. Yeah. You know, this is really making sense. Or, or this is saying exactly what I've always thought, but didn't know how to put it in the words. And now it's like, holy cow, this is something to pay attention to. Yeah. I mean, I've always believed in God, even as a small child, and the light. I could always feel like angels and like, you know, that I was a part of something very, very positive. Um, then I was like also very lost, you know, because of like 
you know, human experience reasons and conditioning and this and that. And then fast forward to, I think when, and I read a lot of books, a lot of spiritual books, a lot of self-help books. I read the Bible, like lots of parts of the Bible, the Dhammapada, like um, the Quran. I've read a lot of different, because, you know, all religion is like saying the same thing, basically. Just depends on how you want to structure your life so that you feel secure that the faith is going to work basically mm-hmm. that's where all those rituals come from mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then I think the things that started to really make sense to me were just motivational speakers like Les Brown um, T.D. Jakes Tim Robbins obviously um, Eric Eric Thomas uh, oh, so many but just little little things they would say here and there that would like get me back on my feet make me look at you know being brave differently like you gotta always keep searching for the light you gotta always dig down and find that creativity and like put it out there um yeah what's something definitely to be paid attention to when you see all these different teachers who come across very similar information you go okay and you start seeing those similarities and those golden nuggets and you go, okay, I'm holding on to this. I've seen four yeah. or five or six or seven different spiritualists and motivational speakers and channelers, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. shaman. And they're all saying like, the same thing. And they're thing. saying these things. So these are the gold nuggets. Okay, I'm taking that. Ooh, it's I'm taking that. It's saying the same thing the Bible does. They're saying the same thing. But like I would used to tell my mom, she'd be very religious and try to help people and push the Bible. And I'm like, that's great and all, but because you're a healer and because you want to help people wouldn't it be cool if you could say what you're trying to say with the bible in a language that really spoke to them Ooh, yeah because that's why people go like the bible is this or like they'll make fun of religion or whatever because it's not it's not speaking to them it's not their it's not set to their channel like you know what i mean so it's like people have to find what works for them basically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i believe but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I listen to those guys, like, every day. Yeah, they're really good. Um, really, they do these little mashups, these little mashup videos on YouTube. And it's just, like, it's just, a, it's so fruitful. I'll send you one of them. It's just amazing what they say. It's gotten me through so much. And it never gets old. You can always hear something, something different that makes you want to keep pushing. And isn't that incredible? Like, when you hear it's such highly vibrational material... It affects the rest of your day because now the next interaction you have is now seasoned Mm -hmm. with that information you just learned. Mm -hmm. And now that conversation, should you share it with a highly vibrational person who's making space for you and you make space for them, now you're coming out of that with an even more powerful just You could talk to someone for three hours on the phone and you're like, you know, some people I could talk for 20 minutes. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, oh God, because they're taking taking so much, you know. But then someone else I could talk to for three hours, I go, and feel amped, you're just ready to go. Yeah, yeah. And it's that beautiful energy exchange of like, oh, I'm being heard, and someone's adding on to it with their own experiences. And there's no kind of weird agenda, Mm. like where they're acting like they're listening, like the guy I was telling you about, acting like they're listening to you, but really it's part of this fucked up little Uh, plan uh, mm -hmm. to get you close so that they can attack you later and Mm -hmm. fuck you up later for their Mm -hmm. own egotistical maniacal game yes yeah yes very strange it's interesting because very strange those kinds of minds are just so but i was terrified of going off on their own path yeah i think 
Yeah, for sure. Because they need some. They need, like you said, a parasite always needs something to like latch onto. Mm-hmm. Even though they act so like high and mighty and like they don't need anything, they actually do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's insane. Yeah, they need to hear. They need. They need the people to hear them say how high and mighty they are. They need that audience yeah, in like order constantly. to re- Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at that, the observer. How cool is that? <laughs> We're sitting right there, the culver's the, the observer. observer. And here we are as these observers talking about this stuff. I love that. Wow. You know, I love seeing that because there, when I was growing up, I, the revelation struck me. And it's so funny because, you know, you'll have these revelations growing up and then later down the line, they'll be, they'll be re-echoed back to you through these different teachers and these different books and these different things. The Observer, I had this huge revelation growing up. I forgot when it started, but I realized there are the observers and the participators. Mm-hmm. So you got the audience people who are out there watching, watching the, I'll just use football or whatever. Yeah. You got the observers, you got the audience, like, oh, yeah, da, da, da. and then you got the actual participators <laughs> oh, yeah. who are on the field, mm-hmm. you know, they have a limited perspective, they can't see behind them, they don't have, they don't have that luxury of the 360 view, they have this, they have this, right. that's it, that's all they got. So these people who are sitting up in the stands, first of all, they are not risking anything. Two, they have the luxury of saying, oh, well, you should have zagged left instead of zigging right, you know, right. you dumb idiot, why didn't you catch it's that? It's easy to see um, it from out there. You, you want to come down off the stands and you want to come off, uh, get out of the field from, with us yeah, and see, exactly. what, see what that's like. Exactly. And so the observers and the participators, it's that's interesting. Why it's so easy to like watch reality shows and like judge people. Uh-huh, uh-huh. People love judging. It's such a low-hanging fruit. And you know what that is? Low-hanging fruit. <laughs> it's such that lowest common denominator because it's so easy to just go ahead and make fun of somebody. It's just so easy to go, oh, that's stupid, that's dumb, that's stupid, that's yeah. dumb. And I'm not what were up, you thinking? Yeah, what were you thinking? And it's like, well, <laughs> Well, what are you thinking by watching this trash? Thinking I actually... want to get away from you right now. <laughs> right. Asshole. <laughs> it's crazy when, like, to know that those kinds of things are dominating dominating the culture, you know? And so, you know, and then what will happen is within a news program or something, they'll reference this kind of thing, you know, this kind of dramatic thing that was going on, that thing, and it's like, Oh my God! They just really love keeping the populace off balance, don't they? Yeah. It's like anything we could do to keep you away from actually considering the social constructs of reality, mm-hmm. and anything we could do to stop you from meditating, mm-hmm. from from being at one with all that and is be distracted, yeah, constantly distracted. Because because whoever whoever those controllers that they understand. Uh oh, what your taste buds are just not working. Strawberry. Oh, oh the strawberry. The strawberry, <laughs> the strawberry <laughs> part of do? my tongue is not ready yet. Oh my gosh! What does it taste like? <laughs> it tastes like. It tastes like if I licked the bottom of that trash can. No way. <laughs> it tasted really bad. It's crazy. Yeah, they're not ready. Who would have thought that there are... So how's the ketchup? How's the eggs? How's the hash brown? Good. I think the It'd gravy... It'd be so funny if each thing on here would taste like something completely different. Like, well, this one tastes like an orange. It that was like, like that <laughs> for a while. My girlfriend and I were sitting around. It was like last month at the height of the, the weird tasting. And she was just like, here, try this. Tell me what it tastes like. Here, try this. Oh, my gosh. You were like like the experiment, right? Everything was opposite. Whoa. Yeah. It was like, yeah. Everything. Oh, so gross. That's crazy. (laughs) So then I was like, hand me that beer. Hand me that beer. (laughs) I want to taste chocolate. Hand me that beer. (laughs) (laughs) There's that chocolate taste. So I tried it. Chocolate tastes more like lemonade. Yeah, right? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Am I being punked? <laughs> yeah, what's going on here? Someone's punking my taste buds. Totally. Ashley, little tiny Ashton Kutcher. He's like, yeah, you get punked. 
So did you, so um, you alluded to the idea that perhaps you've had paranormal experiences, any mm -hmm. sort of interesting astral travels? Yeah, you've had paranormal well, experiences? Well, I've had, I've had a um, angel visitation, that's what this is about. Really? So I had this made in honor of it. Whoa. It was on... What? You know the date? December 1st, 2020, at 3.34 a.m. Whoa. And what happened kind of reminded me of a, a Bible verse I like. It's Timothy 1.7. Um, it basically says, like, God didn't give us um, a spirit of fear, but of, like, faith and love and blah, blah, blah. So basically I was getting out of an abusive relationship, and it just made me... The guy just flipped at the last minute, and it was, like, try to, like, stay with people I love out of out of... Because even though my mom is well now, she was mentally ill growing up, so there would be bouts of, you know, sunshine and rainbows, and then it would be like, fucking hell broke loose, you know? Mm. It was like the darkest, darkest, darkest. So you, you kind of grow up with, oh, I love this person, so that means it, it's, my, it's my job to love them through everything and to mm. stick around. Mm. No, 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 no. You can do that for your parents. You can do that for your family. And now, you know, I keep her at an arm's distance but we still have a healthy relationship. But you don't have to do that for anybody. You don't. But I thought I had to, and I tried to help him, and it would just get more, like, physically abusive. And so finally when it ended, I was just kind of, like, in shock. I couldn't cry. I couldn't... All I could do was eat bologna sandwiches, and I was watching... Um, I was watching some show, like, just over and over over. It was like a cro I would watch Parenthood over and over again. It's like really wholesome about relationships. And then I would watch Ray Donovan over and over and over again. It's all like kind of gangster, <laughs> toxic family shit. Um, so one night I was just like, I was never like suicidal or anything, but I was like, I'm just like done with everything. I don't want to watch anything. I don't want to listen to anything. I just want to sleep. So I turned my phone off, put it in the other room, and go to sleep and I hear the alarm going off and I'm like so confused I'm like and mind you I'm not even normally after a breakup you know you drink you get fucked up like I had no desire to even do that so I was very lucid drank some milk went to bed uh, my alarm's going off I'm like me and the cats look at each other we're like what the fuck <laughs> go in the next room the alarm is going off it says alarm and it's 334 334. So I'm like, okay, I've heard this is an angel number. So we look it up, and it's just everything I needed to hear. Just everything. Just everything on, like, you know, you're on the right path. Like, don't buy into, you know, what wow. other people say or make them feel about you. And just listing all these, like, good things about me that I needed to hear. And I was like, oh, my God, you're right. Like, I need to snap out of it. And it did. It snapped me right out of it. You know, the next day, like, I woke up, and I was, like, cleaned my house, and I was like, I'm ready for that beer. You know, <laughs> like, a, that beer. a little bit more alive that day. Because <laughs> like, that's, like, part of the, you know, transition process, at least yeah. for me it is. And, um, yeah, so. I think that's fantastic. And, uh, you know, and what's so cool is that you, you paid attention to that sign. You know, yeah. you paid attention to that well, moment, and you held it with such reverence. always searching for the light, like. You know, if you want to be a martyr, you could just be like, 
mm-hmm. oh, this piece of shit phone doesn't work. <laughs> I'm going, I just wanted to get a good night's sleep. And it's like, well, that's what you thought would work for you, but God has another plan for you. Right, right. That's going to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like that, that point of least resistance comes after a shit ton of suffering. And that's when your consciousness kind of like, kind of like disconnects with like some kind of identity that you're mm-hmm. going through. Mm-hmm. And that's that's exactly why I don't I don't always think that like like suffering is a bad thing. It makes your soul grow. For some, uh, just like in birth, like it's painful, but then something good. For some reason, that's the formula mm-hmm. in this in this dimension. Mm-hmm. Suffering equals growth. Suffering equals disconnecting from. It's like we're human, but we can't give in to being human too much. Mm-hmm. And only suffering can make that that distinction and kind of create that a safe barrier between consciousness and you know kind of being unconscious a little bit. Um, so yeah, ever since then I've just been very like um, like surrender, and surrender is different than giving up, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, like surrendering to the flow yeah. of what is and gives not you making everything. conclusions about yeah, about what's gonna you know, that there's like one formula for happiness, there's one formula and fuck happiness. Try to get joy, which is like a constant Yeah, let's go to the let's constant, go to the high echelon, right? Yeah. That's why, oh, losing my wallet or not having access to my funds right now, it's like, well, there's there's a way and actually I can access what I'm supposed to do for now in a state of joy more than I can in a state of dis- desperation yes, or fear. Yes. Because then everything gets clenched up and everything gets real small yes. and scary. Yes. <laughs> it becomes like you're just regarding yourself to just staring into that corner right there. No. You know, it's like, yeah. oh my God, everything looks horrible, it's terrible. It's... Yeah. And you hear the voices over here going, dude, turn around, man, come on, yeah. there's a whole awesome world over here. This is like, horrible. no, this is no, ter- I'm scared, terrible. I'm scared. Oh, God. <laughs> When you yeah. go, you hide under a blanket, yeah. and it's like, then the monsters just get bigger, because you can't see them anymore, and, and then your imagination starts to, to run wild with what-ifs. Do you ever listen to Abraham Hicks, uh, Esther Hicks? Um, sounds familiar. So Esther Hicks, she, cha- she channels a, a council of beings, but she just kind of gives it one name, Abraham. And one of the things she talks about is that, this is said like through all kinds of you know spiritualists and whatnot, is... In order to, you know, a lot of folks are like, oh, that manifestation of reality, law of attraction stuff, oh, that's just mumbo jumbo. And it's like, <laughs> exactly, that's why it's not working for you. Take a look right. at your attitude. That's, so what it's she talks about, you can't, like, the language of manifestation of reality is source. And what is source? Ultimate joy, love, excitement, all those highly vibrational things. Right. So you have to first let yourself be happy. Let yourself get into that zone before you start intending that reality. Because right. now you're in that frequency. So you have to go, all right, now I'm in the stream, I'm in this flow of, of this good vibe. Now I'm going to imagine well, I think that, that part is the hardest part for like everybody. It's just getting, it's just saying to yourself, I'm allowed to be happy. Yes. You know? Rather than thinking, oh, it's right around the Sometimes next corner. Sometimes people think, you know, they did something wrong in their life and they keep punishing themselves or they didn't pay their bills on time or they're not making enough money or they're not a success in a certain societal light. So therefore they're not allowed to be happy. And it's right. like, well, if you wait for everything to be perfect, to be happy, right? like 
that's just crazy. Right. And and then when it does work out in your favor, are you even able going to to even are you even going to be able to even recognize right. that that happiness is there? Right. Because there'll probably be something else that you feel a, a another that's, blank that's that the still trap needs to be filled. Of like like money. It's like I've never been rich financially, but what I am rich in is my soul and like knowing who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's like mm-hmm. the, the richest form of, of Yes, Christ. yes. And then the rest will fall into place when the universe sees that it's it's time if you just like trust. Because if you have all of that money without those things first, that's when you just keep like like you said, like, oh this will make me happy. Okay, now this will make me happy. Okay, now this will make me happy. Like I feel more content in the little world I created at home than people that I know travel every weekend to an exotic place. And not to say that, you know, there aren't people that travel that aren't on our level, but yeah. I just know of some people that like are running here, running there, running here, running here, running because they haven't like created that place inside themselves where there's just like true, pe- and you know, it could be a chemical imbalance. It could be a dietary problem. So a lot of things that affect like our ability to just be still and be conscious and enjoy things around us. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't have enough mm-hmm. serotonin, if you don't have, it kind of puts on these like, these like blinders. It all just comes back down to brain chemistry, really. Because that is the portal of like everything. Mm-hmm. Like you said, mm-hmm. that person who said, oh, this is mumbo jumbo. It's like, right. Just like if you looked at a hammer and tried to nail a, a nail and you said, oh, this is mumbo jumbo. Right, right, it's right. It's like, well, yeah, then the hammer's not going to work. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you're not even trying to use it. Yes. <laughs> it is crazy, right? Yeah. It's so crazy. And it's like... And it's like, life is hard enough. Why not try any little thing to exactly. make it better? You know, it's so funny. This revelation struck me today. I, I was thinking about, like, because I have friends. I mean, I don't know if I can... Acquaintances on the edge of friends, yeah. you know, that I'm just that are just I have a few friends, around me. Tons of acquaintances, <laughs> and like the the people that I don't really totally let in on the goods, if you will, like the the people that oh, I don't yeah, let yeah, in yeah, on like yeah, yeah. here, here, no, here's the chamber <laughs> of gold, you know. The people that I don't let in on that are the people that would probably just like a, a bull in a china shop. They they would not even see that that's right. in there. They wouldn't even recognize. They wouldn't even appreciate that sort of value. So what's interesting is some of those folks, like when I'm pointing out the synchronicities, when I'm like, this is astonishing. We were just talking about this now, here this is, yep. you know, or here's this, this, and um, You know, a lot of times these people will be like, look, Kurt, things, things aren't always, you know, you can't, things that aren't always exciting that, and they aren't always. That part of heart, I Heart Huckabee, who's like, she's like the existential detective, who's like, things aren't always, you know, for a purpose, or like, things aren't always meaningful. Sometimes it's good. And then Jason Swan is convinced. He's like, yeah, it's meaningful. Yes. Yeah, it's meaningful. Yes. Yes, it's happiness. Yes, it's pointing to joy. Yes, it's like, you know, it has to do with each other. It's crazy because what's the alternative? I'm, yeah. If I'm like, okay, okay, so, so okay, not everything can be good. The alternative is nihilism. Wait, and that's the thing. It's like, it's like, it doesn't matter what you do because nothing matters. Right. So that's it's funny sad. when I hear that, like, well, everything can't be happy. And it's like, yes, and also everything doesn't have to be sad all the time. Everything, because too many times we always hear people. And everything doesn't have to be super happy all the time. Right. There's a a flow, like you said. But it's also a willingness to shine a light on on those exciting things. Yes. I think things are more exciting than that. You know, there aren't any Lamborghinis out here or anything. Okay, so So look at the beautiful blue sky. (laughs) But look at these awesome things. Or the guy who just skateboarded by looked so happy. Right. 
So like and rather than cool pointing out what's too, not like, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I did that, you know? Enjoying life, just enjoying the yeah, moment. Yeah, huh? exactly. I just realized this is going to run out, but I'll, I'll, I'll restart it. This is going to run out in like uh, probably three minutes. But, wow, um, we've been talking that long. We've been talking that long. <laughs> <laughs> and but that's slow. <laughs> oh, I got ketchup in my hair. <laughs> it's so interesting when, when you're talking with that, you know, when you're talking shop with someone who yeah, it, it it gets those nuances and the details yep. and the layers and the textures. It's just like, yes, it's so satisfying. It's so nutritious. Yes, it's so delicious. It's just like, mm, it's so totally. good. It feels so good. It feels so good. And if time just flies, as it says, time flies when you're having fun, right? Totally. So it's like, that's, it's that's so like refreshing. such a rule, you know, it's so like, refreshing. like, I remember like being in, in, in like high school, just going, when is this going to end? Well, Things would fly by the more that I'd sit there drawing. Yeah, you know? totally. <laughs> you know, like, I'm having fun. I'm enjoying totally. myself. Because it's a different frequency. <laughs> it's a yeah. different frequency. Yeah, it's funny too. That guy I told you, the crazy maniac, goes dig. Actually, what happens throughout all of that is I have three new, really close friends that are on this level that mm. I met because he throws lots of parties at his fancy house because he always has to be like you know the guy, and I met them those random parties oh my god so it was like there's a lot of good that came out of it i love it okay <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna press stop on this and start it again exact place that what oh it was oh so i sent him a tiktok and i found it and, and and he texted me back he goes look at what i'm looking at right now and it was the exact same website that was referenced in the tiktok that'd be cool if that works yeah yeah it would be oh. <laughs> oh my god i love it you're a magician you just opened the door no you know what random buttons. No, I think oh it was god. because i finally pulled instead of oh my pushed. god i love it but i it love that the universe cool. gave gave but us that little cool. gift oh now that's a sophisticated chair that was amazing. oh my god look at that wallpaper that's so cool oh yeah this is it wow very artistic very artistic yeah that's cool wow Wow. Yeah, like that's a sophisticated. Wow. Yeah. I'll take a. Ooh, that's good. I want like even more sophisticated. Yeah, even more. Let's go from major. so goofy, it'll be a fun Let's do. Oh, yeah. You better believe it. And I love the word juxtaposition. We're juxtaposition. One of my personal faves. Oh, look at this area. Whoa. And look at that. We always like going down, like, look at this. We're going down, talk about going down the rabbit hole. Look at that. <laughs> I love how it's painted and it goes right off the edge of the, oh my gosh, it was like a serving tray or something. That's a cool. I love that. Wow. And then there's a, what is that, a swan or a goose or something over there? Wow. Wow. Well, welcome to my museum of sophisticated furniture. That's so cool. I am Baron Von Sophistication III. Baron Von. <laughs> Barely Vonning. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's like a fake fireplace. And it looks like there should be like a, you press know, a secret log and it goes, it, right? it, it spins does. around. Let's press all of them. Let's press them all. <laughs> After all, you press the buttons and you open the doors. So heck, why wouldn't this work? The whole thing, like, yeah, but I'm claustrophobic, so I don't think I would like that. Yeah, first of all, I've seen a gold disco ball, yeah, 
that's a good point. You and your points. <laughs> you and your points. Let me take a picture. You better believe it. I'm gonna try to. If I didn't act. take a picture, I'd be like, who, try to who act is this guy? <laughs> I'm trying to try to act. Oh, yeah, especially in front of the rabbit. Yeah, how do I look like them? <laughs> Ooh, that's good. Look at this. TMZ. Attention, TMZ. We've got a celebrity sighting right here. <laughs> right here. Right now. That's it. That's it. Let's get along with the full majesty. Ooh, that's good. Kick ass. Now we're going to do this. Say you're good at what you do. <laughs> oh, this is cool. And there's a button. And this one, we see your legs. <laughs> so funny. I love it. Very good, very good. That's very brilliant. Good. Turning royalty into animals since 1400. Hold on, let me get that uh, hotel soap as to use as my tripod, and then we can. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that! The textures on there—that's great. We were just talking about textures. Yes, indeed, we were. That's one of my favorite parts about paintings: is touching them, and then also. And then getting I, kicked out of the. Art and then getting gallery. kicked right out of there. <laughs> zing, zang, zoom! Get that kid out of here. What's this vagabond doing here? He's touching the paintings. Let's see. Here we go. Oh, that's good. That's good. There's like a there's a fierce backlight on you. Is it oh, fierce? Very fierce. Very. It's, it's got blocks. teeth. It's bearing teeth. It Pointed face. fangs. <laughs> Does the fierce light block my face? I hope so. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. So I'll probably do some little tricks in there oh, where yeah, I just pull like up the contrast too. or something, you know, like... I like it. Take away the shadows. That one's have. fun. I'll send these to you. These are great. I'll take one of you now doing that something That is funny. good. I feel like you should just lay on there. I will. <laughs> Among all the pillows? I will. Don't you threaten me with a good time. <laughs> Don't, Don't you tell me what to do hey, and tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare tell me what to do. And yeah, tell me tell exactly me what, to what to do. do. <laughs> we can have it all. We can have it all. <laughs> all or nothing and nothing. <laughs> and nothing at all. And nothing at all. All or nothing and nothing at all. 
my let's see which one? I'm oh, trying to think great. like how Burt Reynolds uh, oh yeah he did it like, like that with the legs crossed did, oh he had his legs crossed was, like this I think it was over that way I think oh but Magnum P.I. Tom Selleck does one like that too and his leg is does up does he his leg is up like yeah. when he's on a couch yeah like that yeah sophistication baby I don't know what angle I'm supposed to do oh there we go that was good we'll do both <laughs> <laughs> marvelous, marvelous. Let's see. These paintings are great. I love what they're painted on. The actual things that they're painted on. Like the frames, I think, are a huge aspect of the whole thing. Yes. This whole place is fun. Wow. You know, it's so in interesting. It's like I'm just getting like this vibe of the bar that's in uh, The Shining. Oh, yeah. It's, it's got that vibe. Yeah. Speakeasy vibe. It probably looks sick at night. Maybe like private parties and stuff. Oh. They don't use Isn't that awesome? They're just letting us wander around. Oh, for sure. No authority figure is going, hey, Let's hey, scram, kid. Ugh, I would not want to be in there. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think that is? An incinerator or a freezer? We have to do the group shot downstairs. Yeah. The universe is pushing us out of that room. Or maybe I am. <laughs> maybe the universe is working for me. <laughs> I'm so confused! <laughs> universe, help me! Help me! We should take one up there. I picture you doing something like singing in the rain. Oh my god. I wonder if they let us. Yeah, I will. I shall. Right off the, I took this book right off the Dude, shelf. It's just act like you're reading casually. I'm gonna get some of you up there. I love it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I gotta get the leg. Gotta get the leg kick out. Oh, that's good. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Okay. Very good. Very. Oh yeah. Hold on. Oh yeah. That's good. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. It's like this glow. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yours had a glow too. <laughs> Very cool. That's awesome. This could be called Ballerina Reads. Ballerina. Reading Ballerina. The reading Stay right there. 
my gosh, you know what? And I realized this is, there's footage. I could t be taking footage through these things. Then we can blend it. Like I, I should take some videos and that way we can use this oh, yeah. to make a music video for you. Wouldn't that be awesome? We put that for your song. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I they think you're to, right. They have to push things down and they don't get to like, I don't know, be as imaginative because they're afraid they're going to drop the ball probably. Ooh, ooh, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. that's why people do that. And, you know, they're yeah. responsible for keeping these little beings alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like such a fine line, but then they need you to be playful, you know? Yes, so they need like, you to be playful. It's like, how do we figure out how to be playful through doing these, you know, quote, yeah. serious tasks without having to furrow our brows? Go in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Making ourselves a sandwich. Yeah. I'm just going to cook up a spicy meatball for you. Hey, oh, don't mind me. the way they did the boys and the girls. They have the boys. Oh, my God. The little. Uh, and then the. <gasps> oh, my God. Girls. Glenda and the uh, lollipop guild, that's right? So oh, my gosh. That's great. Right. Wow. Very cool. Look at all the mushrooms around here, too, which is awesome. Wow, we are in the, um, uh, this, I don't even know what this place is, but it's a uh, very, it's very cool in here. I've been taking some footage of Darla in here and, uh, just great paintings, great architecture in here, such production value. Wow. Wow. So fun. This bookshelf that they got here has some uh, nifty books on it. The one that Darla found is... Uh, well, I'll read to, to you a couple. The Histories by William Shakespeare. The Genius of the System. That was one she was looking at by Thomas Schultz. <clears throat> uh, the Dark Wood by Weston. The Knight of the Generals by Hans Helmut Kirst. Uh, the Archbishop and the Lady. Um, the, ha the Harlequin Classics? I don't know, the H-A-R, it's cut off there. Uh, Poems and Songs by Burns. Goth, the story of Renard the Fox. Another one called The Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan, illustrated with watercolors by William Blake. I didn't know William Blake was a was an artist as well. I had heard that he was a writer. You know, I haven't read any William Blake. I haven't read any William Blake. Let's check out some of these watercolors. Oh my gosh! What the heck? Oh my gosh! I gotta get a copy of this book. What the? The author's apology for his book. I just open it up to the... What the heck? Okay, I gotta... I gotta... The author's apology for his book. Oh my gosh. William Blake is a phenomenal... What the heck? Phenomenal paint, watercolor painter. My gosh. I gotta start getting more into watercolors. Holy cow. All right, I'm gonna see if I can take a picture of this. It's really cool. Let's see. Oh, 
Let's see if I can find it again. Um, it said that it was, the book was A Christian Reads a Book, I think. I want to get that photo again. There, there's a lot of really cool paintings in here. Wow. The Christian in the Sloth of Despond. A lot of things. Oh, here we go. It's a very interesting book. This looks very interesting. All right, let's see. Oh, wow, this is cool. Christian reading his book. Interesting. Wow. Great. It's like this person is totally stooped over. Reading in his book. It looks like an angel with his... Wings folded. Christian reading in his book. Oh my gosh. Darling, give us a second. We're in a meeting. Oh my god! So then I started. Give me a second. We're in a meeting. So then, when those people would like come up to me later, when I'd be like clearly partying and having fun, I'd be like, I'd stop dancing and be like, "Excuse me, guys, I'm in a meeting." Oh my god, that's great! <laughs> like, oh, that's great! Excuse me, my guys, friends. I'm in a meeting. Is it, this is a real deal here? Oh god, this is good. All right, hold on. Let's see. Let's see. I could use. We could use a bowl of fruit or something as a tripod. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, that's good. I'm gonna eat one of these. Oh, this is good. Oh yeah, okay, that's good. Okay, I'll take a couple. One from way down here, and you're way at the end. Yes, oh my God. Okay, 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 hold on. I bought a pack for her, and hey, I'll get me a pack. And you were 10 years old? Oh my gosh. Spoke one, and couldn't stop coughing, and I have had a cigar on the birth of kids and that type of thing. Like celebratory. Yeah. 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 And the other thing, about the age of 19, uh, back in the southern states, they have what you call fish fries after they go fishing contests, you know, they have fish fries. And the drinks are free and everything, so I'm the one who passing out the drinks. And when it was all, three of us rode together in the car. When it was all over, there was a picture of Manhattan fifth of vodka and a fifth of something else. Uh, and when you're 19, you say, hey, I don't remember how I got home. <laughs> said, this will never happen again. I have too many stories like that. <laughs> so you were 10 years old when your grandma asked you to go and get, get her a pack of cigarettes, and you're like, hey, what the heck, I'll get myself a pack, too. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. 20, 25 cents a pack. Wow. Dang. 
That reminds me of like the images that you see the like like the little newsies kids, you know, selling the newspapers back in the olden days and they're just smoking cigarettes like no problem. Like a little seven and eight year old selling newspapers and smoking. I take it you're a record collector. Yes. Just got a record put my friend gave it to me, so I have a few. Do you have suggestions? Well like what what would be good? It'd be interesting if they're hiding in here in these shelves here. Well, Found this. So so am I. <laughs> you're a record collector? <laughs> yeah, but uh uh, I've gone through those a number of times. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's no goodies hidden in there. Sure. Uh, somebody, a fan of somebody. No. I got the swing collection. <laughs> yeah. See. They got the mood on here. Okay. They're in the mood. When I started collecting records, uh, Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. Dean Martin and those guys were the guys, and everybody grew out of that yeah. area, and it went from there to Presley and the Beatles and what have you, along about that time, and then see jazz and rock didn't come along until later in the years after it started. So what you want now is. 45 records that were done in the 50s and that type of thing. Okay. Not, <laughs> cool. What's some of your favorite idea. music to listen to now? Yeah, that's uh, a good question. Do you still listen to those guys on your record player? I listen to it in the car. Not in the mm. This is 75. I like 70s. I just love the crickle crackle. Yes, that, is that 71? Good, good. That in itself is a, a personality. Totally. Like warm. I met these guys. I met a guy before who told me that he he knew how to press records on like old X-rays. He would go behind hospitals and look in the in the in the in the oh. garbage bins and find the X old X-rays. And he found some way to press. Uh, oh, that's cool. Like rather than vinyl, you put a record on there. Like how crazy would that be? It's like someone's femur bone or something. Some X-ray. That's it's like cool. you're playing Frank Sinatra or something. Um, that's. That's like sound textures you can add to songs. That's what the kills do. They add their own like raw um, sounds More than like that. A like a button Joe sound Joe or yeah. some type of vinyl. Something crunching or. Yeah. I don't think I've ever listened to the kills. I gotta listen to them. Oh my god. You'll love them. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. You're I've heard about them. To go down the coolest rabbit hole ever. And they're cool people too. Mm -hmm. What was the first album you heard mm. that I might investigate? You probably have never heard of these guys. Okay. It's the one with the tapes on. Oh. You bringing up a you bringing up one of your records? This is a forty-five. Led Zeppelin. Oh hell yeah, Led Zeppelin. These are the, these are some of the ones that you have. Are you so selling these? These are some oh. of the prices. Some of the forty-five. Oh my gosh! Whoa, man! Whoa! Thirty-eight hundred. Oh my gosh! Midnight Bloom. Isn't it interesting? There are people out there who are deciding what that value is. There are people out there who are going, "This is how much I'm going to sell for," and there are people out there who are going, "This is how much I'm going to buy yeah, for." Well, it's Probably the records you see here, you never other than Presley and that Zeppelin and those guys. You may not have heard. Oh yeah, who's that? The Shalans. Wow. Yeah. 
Never heard of those guys. The Shalans. The Queers. Carolina Grudge, 45. Holy Grail Rockabilly. Gosh, it's so interesting, right? All those obscure bands that are just out there that... Oh, I love it. I just saw this, the Star Wars trilogy. We were just talking about Star Wars earlier, yes. about the Force. I wish I had a um, tape player. See, somebody who collects everything. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it is. It might be... old 45 tapes. You can find one of those that says Black Diamond on it. Disney made them uh, Black uh, Diamond? Is well, that that's let's see we'll go oh, back. You're just talking about Dean Martin, right? Aren't you talking about Dean Martin? That's pretty cool. Dean Martin variety show. I love places like this. You can just get lost yeah. in them. Like comic book shops, it's another kind of thing yeah, that I just I'm like. Oh my god. Skate <laughs> shops too. Skate shops, thrift stores, comic book shops. They're all just such a such a joy. Black Diamond Classic. So what so now what does that mean? They made those in 1992. Oh. Uh, Aladdin, Jungle King, all of those. And they didn't make a move. So they just they, had it just for that time, huh? They have a kind of a rectangle. Uh, no, I'm sorry, a, a diamond. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it says black diamond on it. I know they sell those a lot on eBay. Is that what this is? Yeah. Oh my gosh, four thousand bucks! Whoa, for a, for a VHS tape that yeah, has throw away. People throw away. People oh, throw Nobody uses it anymore. That's huh? true. That's so true. I gave a whole bunch of VHS tapes to a this uh, a video store that was next door to me because I, I was like, yeah. what the heck? I had to move, and I was just like, oh, I had to get rid of all. Not the home movies. I kept those. I kept like. <laughs> Like the ones that were, you know, special. I kept those. <laughs> Motley Crue. Wow. For a postcard. Oh my God, that's incredible. That's pretty cool. Oh, a little box. A little tea set. <laughs> <laughs> a little tea set. <laughs> attention, attention, everybody. I have found Nemo. Nemo has been found. Nemo, attention. attention. Rest assured, attention Nemo has been. <laughs> attention, all shoppers. Nemo has been found. Rest easy. 
Wow. Thrift stores. What are your thoughts about thrift stores? We will be back later. It is now 8.14 p.m. I'm coming back from the train station on my way home. Uh, I'll be doing some very simple packing um, before I go to sleep because i got to be at Phil's by 3.45 a.m. Philly Ocean uh, to make our way out to the airport to be on time to catch our train, I mean plane, um, for Pennsylvania. And... Uh, I totally forgot that I only have one hour when I, one hour increments when I record interviews, unless of course I'm on a uh, a phone call on Anchor, then I can record up to two hours. But I forgot that while I'm in person, it's only one hour. And talking with Darla, it just went, just flew by so fast. So uh, I tried to record bits and pieces all throughout the time. Um, there's a thrift store in there where we talked to a guy. Uh, just a few different locations throughout Culver City and throughout all that time I just kept shooting footage just shooting footage of her doing various things and um, just very yes and very go with the flow very you know rocking and rolling and uh, it was just awesome just awesome it's just wonderful when you can collaborate with people who are tuned in to that aspect. You know, people who are just really uh, not not uh, over-analytical. Um, oh, all that stuff. All that stuff we talk about. So, yeah, it was really fun, really refreshing. And, you know, when you're with people who are curious, who are brave, who uh, go for it, uh, you know, the explorers, when you have friends like that and they're willing to explore, it, 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 it opens you up so much more to move forward and and try stuff out and go hey I wonder what happens if if we do this or do that and as you continue testing out things like that going, oh yeah wouldn't that be funny if this wouldn't that be great if that then you start finding some interesting um, situations occurring there you start finding you start uncovering some uh some really cool stuff so uh, I shot a bunch of bunch of footage around this really cool um, I think I recorded some audio of us walking around in there I'm not even sure what the name of this place was but I'll be including Darla Day's SoundCloud in there her Instagram anyways so he those are the ways that you can get a hold of her. And so, um, she, she'll, she'll be able, uh, for you to, uh, contact that way and be inspired by her music that way. 
highly vibrational. Always hold these people close to your heart. The highly vibrational ones, the ones who really um, want to listen to you, want to contribute to your life experience. Those are the people you really got to pay attention to. Uh, um, I'm just very, very blessed to have people like her in my life. Uh, And a lot of these folks, you know, many more of these highly vibrational spirits are who you will find on Inspirato Projecto podcast. The intriguing folks who have amazing theories, outlandish ideas, um, conviction, determination, etc., etc. All right, that is all for now. I'll talk to you later. And guess what? I will be doing some podcasting while Yachtly Crew's on, on, on the road while we are on tour zipping around. So keep your ears out for that and lots of other interviews I still have yet to release. Uh, so thank you for listening to Inspirato. And uh, take care. It's Superhero, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. It's a face palm, a face palm, a balm of calm, like an a palm bomb. It's a face palm, a face palm, crumbly malm of loamy alms. And how soon do you think you to t- t- do it again? It's a face palm, a face palm. Here it come, alms playing Brahms and prom. And how soon do you think you to t- t- do it again? And the homes from Guam, Guam to the cable comes. Are the Grom Rom diatoms glom in their moms? It's a face palm, a face palm. The book of psalms and rhymes and roms. And how soon do you think you'll do it again?